0: I uh, hope that you were able to stay dry today. I hope that the Lord has blessed you in your time of reading and studying His Word. The times you've spent praying today. If you're not uh, doing that, I want to encourage you to uh, get along with God. And to read the Scriptures and to pray. And to really seek the Lord's face in these difficult times, you can spend hours looking at Yahoo News or Fox News or CNN.com or, or heaven forbid, MSNBC, but, uh, and you can get a lot of information, um, but really, you and I need to hear from the Lord, and that's how we do it, through prayer, through study of His Word as He speaks uh, to you and I. And then out of that, we can begin to see how God is at work and alive and how God is blessing, how God is moving. But it starts with that quiet time with Him. Tonight, as we move into chapter 15 of the book of Job, I want to talk to you about circling the wagon. And uh, for some of you that are old enough to understand that phrase and some of you maybe are not, have you ever felt like um, you were doing a lot but accomplishing very little? Or maybe you have had the frustration of calling your credit card company or your bank or heaven forbid a government agency and be put on hold And you wait and you wait and you wait and someone finally answers and they say, "Uh, we need you to hold longer. And you wait and you wait. and, And if you're like me, I just hang up. I can't handle it. Or maybe it's you deal with someone who has the same problem over and over again. Or maybe you talk to someone and it's the same story over and over again. You see, tonight I want to talk to you about you cannot grow weary when it comes to dealing with other people. You see, if you remember verse 14 in chapter 14, excuse me, Job had got to the point where he was just like, life is pointless if there is no heaven. Man is just born to die and the troubles are too great and there's just, it's just all difficult. But in chapter 15, Job once again has this same conversation with another friend. You see, Job's first friend had just got done telling him all of these things that he was doing wrong and that he needed to change. And Job finishes arguing with him, and the second friend begins to say the same thing. I want you to listen to just a Few verses in chapter 15 tonight. <clears throat> then Eliphaz, the Temanite, replied, Excuse me, this is a, an ongoing conversation, not a new one. The wise man wouldn't answer with such empty talk. You are nothing but a windbag. The wise don't engage in empty chatter. What good are such words? And he tells Job, "You got to quit blowing smoke. You got to quit this, this making yourself out to be innocent and that you haven't done anything and that you haven't uh, that you haven't done this." And you see, Job had talked to Eliphaz one time before in chapter six, and then another friend had come in and told him the same thing, and then he sees Eliphaz again, and he is still preaching the same thing. Now, consistency is very good in your life and in mine when it honors God. A consistent Bible study, a consistent time of prayer, a consistent attending of church, a consistent spending time with an encourager. But if it's someone who is always beating you down, if it is someone who is always discouraging you, if it is someone who is always undermining what you are trying to do, that gets old in a hurry. You've probably worked with someone like that. Maybe you're married to someone like that. Uh, Maybe you've got like that someone in your family. No matter what you try to do or how you try to do it, they always find fault, right? You paint your house blue. They think blue is the worst color in the world. You paint your house gray. It's too plain. It's the worst color in the world. You paint your house red. You're going to go bold. You're going to go exciting. Oh, it's too bold. You just have to paint it something different. It's that constant feeling of I cannot accomplish anything. And that's what Job is going through right here. And tonight I want to remind you of something. That is how Satan will work. Satan will use other people to say, you've tried that before and you failed. You've tried to overcome that addiction. You've tried to overcome that specific sin. You've tried to make that marriage work. You've tried to give church a chance. You've tried and it didn't work, and you just need to quit. You need to give up. You just need to admit that you're a failure. You just need to admit that you're a fraud. That's how Satan will work. And tonight, I want to encourage you that whatever you're going through in that area, God knows. You say, Jake, I just, every time I try to serve at church, someone beats me down. Every time I try to forgive someone, people will tell me, why would you forgive them? Every time I I try, this this notion of, of you shouldn't or you couldn't or you can't tears you down. You're not alone. Job was going through that. And listen to how Job's friend even brings the conversation to a head. Have you no fear of God? no reverence for him. That's how Satan will work. Satan does not know everything like God does. Satan cannot be all places like God is. And Satan is not all powerful like God is. But the Bible does teach us that when Satan rebelled against God, he took one third of the angels of heaven with him. We don't know if that was 10,000, 20,000, and they are what the Bible calls demons. Some of those demons are locked up in hell, the Bible tells us. They can't get out, they can't roam, but many of them do. And I believe the Bible makes it clear that Satan can't be all places, but yet his servants can be. And so if, if I begin to commit, I'm going to start going back to church. My family and I, we're going to get up on Sunday mornings. We're going to go to church. We're going to worship God, that Satan knows that. And that first Sunday that you and your wife have a fight and don't go to church, Satan is going to remind you. See, what is the point of committing that? What is the point of trying to make this work? It's not going to work. Or that long conversation you and your spouse have of, hey, we're going to try to love each other and forgive each other. We're going to try to have family Bible study. And that first time that you fight over something that doesn't matter, that first night that you get too busy to to study your Bibles together, Satan will bring it back up. There's no reason to try. You're just going to fail. Maybe it's that way in your personal walk with God. Lord, it's Sunday morning. I'm at church. I'm I've heard what Brother Jake said. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to pray this week. I'm going to look for opportunities to share my faith. And Monday morning comes and your alarm clock doesn't go off and you don't get up in time and you don't read your Bible and you go to work and you have an opportunity to share the gospel, but you lose your temper and you're sitting at lunch thinking, oh, I've already failed. That's what Job was experiencing then Satan will be like, you might as well give up. You might as well quit. You know you're not any good. And you have to remember that God doesn't view you that way. God loves you. God cares about you. And God will convict you. God will deal with you. God will lead you. He will guide you. And tonight, you need to not listen to the lies that Satan says. God has a purpose for you. That doesn't mean it's okay that you scream and yell at your spouse. It doesn't mean it's okay that you skipped reading your Bible. It's it's not okay that you flipped that person off off in traffic that cuts you off, but admit that you've sinned, admit that you've failed, and say, God, help me to do what you want me to do. And just keep doing that like the little engine that could. Lord, I failed you. Lord, I struggle. Lord, I've got burdens, but Lord, I'm not going to quit because I know that you died for me, Lord. I know that you saved me from my sin. Lord, I know that you hung on that cross for me and you have a purpose for my life. And so tonight, don't give up when Satan brings those people into your life to discourage you. Don't quit in those moments of your life when Satan will begin to work and move and try to remind you that you've tried this before and that it failed. Remember nothing Is impossible with God. And so as always, our time is up. And uh, I just want to thank you for watching. I'm praying for you and your families. And if I can ever do anything for you, send me a message. Send me a text. Give me a call. I'd love to help you any way that I can. And so God bless you. And four nights in a row, we're rocking and rolling again. And hopefully tomorrow night, We'll be together. God bless you.